0: Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Well, hello, listener. Welcome to our first episode here at Voice of the Church in our new series as we're looking at the book of Ecclesiastes. In answering the question, what is the meaning of life? And our first scripture reading will be Ecclesiastes chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. And here we read these words. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. What profit has a man from all his labor in which he toils under the sun? One generation passes away and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. The sun also rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it arose. The wind goes toward the south and turns around to the north. The wind whirls about continually and comes again on its circuit. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. To the place from which the rivers come, there they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot express it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. That which has been is what will be, and that which is done is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Well, I can remember reading the book of Ecclesiastes as a teenager when I was learning about Christianity. And I remember being struck by how honest this book was. This book seems so human, so raw, so candid. And as a young man thinking through some of the bigger questions of life for the very first time, I was drawn to this book for these reasons. You know, sometimes even as Christians, there is a gap between what we believe and what we experience in this world. And this can lead us to doubt the promises of God or to functionally operate as if God did not exist. Ecclesiastes calls this, Life Under the Sun. And he teaches us through his own experience the futility of life when it is lived with our focus only on this world. And as we look at this text, we hear first a shocking introduction. Again, the preacher says here, vanity of vanities. Other Bible translations say utter meaninglessness, or another translation says absolute futility. Throughout the book of Ecclesiastes, the preacher will use this word vain over 35 times. It's a fun word to say in the original Hebrew language, havel. It could be translated a vapor or a breath. Havel or vanity can speak of the transience of life, but it also points to life's futility. Life can sometimes be like smoke or the wind. You can't quite grasp the meaning of it on your own. It always seems to elude you, and it can frustrate you. As we hear this introduction to Ecclesiastes, we see that God would have us feel the real frustration of life this side of heaven. Sometimes as humans, we like things in life to be neat and tidy. We like formulas. In Proverbs, you get the general truth of how life operates in this world, with a few exceptions. Here's just a couple of examples. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 10:27 The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. But you see Ecclesiastes shows up in the Bible and reminds us that life is not a perfect formula. Sometimes the righteous die young. Sometimes those raised in the church walk away. Sometimes the healthy young man or young woman who looks after their health and eats the best things, gets the terminal diagnosis. See, life is not utter chaos, but it is also not a perfect formula. In this world, even the godliest of saints can find themselves saying with the preacher, vanity of vanities. Right now, we are living in hard times that don't always make sense to us. You hope that if you followed the right formula, you wouldn't end up sick or in the hospital or in a lockdown situation. But sometimes it feels like our efforts are a striving after the wind. Well, the preacher goes on to describe how vanity is seen in this world around us. First, he says in verse four, life is repetitive. Sometimes it feels like life is just repetitive and monotonous. One generation comes and another one goes, but the earth stays the same, says the preacher. As humans, we were made by God to live on this earth forever. But instead, we pass away while the earth remains the same. Well, second, the preacher says in verse 9, there is nothing new under the sun. Of course, he doesn't mean there's never been any new inventions or new technology. But I think the point is, for all of our so-called progress as human beings, there is never a point where humans say, it is enough. I am satisfied. We always need more. Moreover, there's nothing new in regards to our struggles as humans. We endure the same harsh weather patterns. We struggle to provide for our loved ones. We battle against sickness and plagues and wars and old age and the same human limitations. Well, third, the preacher says as well that in this world, everything is full of weariness. Verse 8 our lives are often marked by weariness in the home or at work or even in church. Sometimes it can feel like we're just spinning our wheels and we're not really going anywhere. In Greek mythology, there's a man named Sisyphus, and he's a man condemned to repeat the same meaningless task over and over again without end. He rolls a big boulder up a hill only to watch it roll down again, and then he pushes it back up again and again with no end in sight. And sometimes our life can feel that way. And finally, the preacher says in verse 8 that we are never satisfied as human beings. He says the eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. With our eyes, we watch movies and shows and Instagram videos and Facebook videos and YouTube videos, but are we full? With our ears, we listen to podcasts and the news and the radio, but do we have life figured out? Well, after hearing this message about how vanity is seen in this world, we're left with the question, where is meaning found? And here we're reminded by the preacher that if we keep our eyes only on this world, life will always feel meaningless and restless for us. Therefore, the call is to fix our eyes beyond the horizon of this present world to God, our Creator, and to our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. The New Testament affirms what Ecclesiastes is saying here about the vanity of life. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 8, verse 20, these words, For the creation was subjected to vanity, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself would be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We're reminded here that when sin entered the world, human beings and creation together began to groan for redemption. And this is what Jesus came to accomplish for us. Jesus came into this world of sorrow and frustration and disappointment, and he came to give us life and life more abundantly. In John chapter 4, Jesus came to a spiritually thirsty woman who was trying to find meaning in this world, and he offered to her himself as living water. Jesus came and accomplished redemption for us by going to the cross where he would groan under the full weight of all of our sin in order that he might bring us that salvation that our hearts are yearning for. And because of his perfect life, sacrificial death, and glorious resurrection, we can know today that we are not stuck spinning our wheels. But Jesus offers us a new start. He offers us a new heart. He brings us into a new covenant. And ultimately, he's preparing for us a new home, where he says in Revelation 21, Behold, I am making all things new. Because of Jesus, we can know that life is, And history is not cyclical, but it's linear, it's moving somewhere, and it's moving to a glorious end for those who trust in Christ. And so today, dear listener, may we listen to the words of the preacher and look beyond the horizon of this present world to Christ, the one who is seated at God's right hand. And may we know that if we belong to Jesus today by faith, our life is secure in him and our labors for God are not in vain. Well, thank you for listening today. We hope you'll join us next time here at Verse of the Church as we continue in our series. May God bless you and may he keep you.